Hello and welcome to the My Spectrum Life podcast. I'm Jessica, an autism with mom, and with me is my good friend Kelsey, a registered. Oh, I forgot the letters. What do they mean again? Hi, guys. Hey, Jess. Thanks for having me. Um, a retro behavior, de- behavior technician is what an RBT yes. stands for. Uh, <laughs> was just having a little brain thingy. Um, anyway, how have you been? Been doing pretty good. Um, wrapping up the school year. So oh, yeah. we're our teacher's last day is June 4th. So yeah, I'm summer. Oh, we wrapped up the 27th. So I was happy oh, to lucky. be officially done uh, <laughs> the 27th. Um, but yeah, so it was, it's been a, been a very interesting year moving states in the middle of, well, at the beginning of the school year, I should say, and then right. finally getting everything done. But um, yeah, but it's been good. Good. It's been a good, and so I'm I'm looking forward to summer too, even though it kind of is going to be an interesting summer. Um, it's gonna be unique. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, especially with um, you know, everything being canceled that kids usually do in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't even uh, thought about that until it started popping up that you know this campus canceled or like from from our youth group. You know, we right. would, we were doing, actually, we've been doing Zoom meetings with um, Curtis, which Zoom is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the wanting to do your hair all the time and make funny faces. At least that's what my son likes to do. Um, I don't know about any of you, the rest of you who have had to navigate the Zoom calls with teachers and such but uh yeah but they kept telling us oh we think it's gonna happen and then no sorry guys it's canceled you know and so you know just see everybody's faces fall on you know the things that they've been planning on doing this summer is kind of it's kind of rough but you know i think though we can still have a great summer you can um i do know that um surface healing down in folly canceled theirs in august as well yeah um, but they're looking at different ways to maybe still bring people together. Mm-hmm. And on, I've been following their Facebook posts and their Facebook group and maybe doing some T-shirts or maybe doing uh, online things, something. They're figuring out something. And it's pretty cool to see some of those ideas get thrown around um, mm-hmm. between maybe a photo shoot, maybe something like this. Um, but yeah, it's kind of sad to see. Yeah, it is. Ah, uh, yes, Jennifer. We can make a list of all the reasons Zoom is challenging. Executive <laughs> functioning issues. Um, middle school and high school kids don't understand the <laughs> perspective of where the video camera is supposed to go. I've had to That's tell like them number one. either. Yeah, I'm like, um, sit up in bed. Let me see your face. I don't want to see your comforter. Mute yourself, please. Stop talking. Mute yourself as I'm trying to do this. <laughs> oh, Miss yes. K, how do I know? I'm like, um, unmute yourself. This is, no, the list can go on. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I love it. Yes. Love oh, it. my goodness. Uh, but, you know, it's it's crazy how this time with things like Zoom calls and stuff has been um, eye opening. I mean, it has been. yeah, I mean, so we took our two week break and um, I'll just be forth- 
I'll say, you know, part of the reason we took a two week break was I had a hip replacement surgery, which crazy thing in and out of surgery with a new hip on the same day. It was outpatient, outpatient surgery, which is amazing. I mean, medical, medical things have come so far in certain areas. In certain areas. <laughs> in certain areas. So um, within that time frame when I was coherent, I will say coherent, um, <laughs> because there was some time that I was not coherent. <laughs> um, I got to pull out one of my um, books that had been suggested to me on executive functioning. Uh, call this if I can get this around here. Um, the Impulsive Disorganized Child Solutions for Parenting Kids with Executive Functioning Difficulties by James Forgan and Am- Mary Ann Ritchie. Um, wow. All I can say is wow. This has been, um, I, I had I checked it out mm-hmm. a long time ago, and it, it was the first time that we had. Um, talked about executive functioning skills. I had written um, some of my notes and then I finally got the book and um, I don't think you can see it, but I'm like, you know, underlining everything and making notes and all this kind of thing, because it's actually really so far I've found some really applicable things and been made aware of some things that I was not, um, I, I didn't really know about before. Um, have you, well, one of the things that I, I am seeing that now for me, the, um, the, they're saying in this book that a lot of your executive functioning skills will be with mainly ADHD and autism. Okay. But then when, but I'm thinking, okay, but my son has both. So we have both of these fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. It seems like. And a lot of the things that I took for granted of things that I thought that he should just get, I now understand why he's not getting them. It's because those executive functioning skills are so lacking. And it seems that for to have both of these conditions together makes mm-hmm. it almost worse, I would say. Um, to to be able to deal with because it just it doesn't make sense why some of these things are coming up and he's 12 years old you know mm-hmm. um, but I have been um, I mean they they decide they had two or three different de- definitions that they went over um, but you know they put it into well I think I read this now that I look at it. Um, one of the things, though, I thought was very interesting was that as a result of the neuroimaging studies and extensive research, okay. according to the authors, um, ADHD is no longer considered mainly a disruptive behavior disorder, but a developmental neurolo- neurological disorder related to a person's self-management system. Which then makes sense as to why you go to now um, in South Carolina we were at the developmental pediatric department of a main hospital. And so, and um, more recently, I finally got a call back and we'll be able to go to the developmental department at a major hospital here. 
That's or an ADHD eval. I'm like, it didn't dawn on me until I had read this. Right. And then I get, oh, yeah, we read this. Yeah. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you start putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And how they link together and how the brain, I just, I'm blown. I, I know. It's just, wow. It's kind of some of these things that it's like, okay, so now what do I do with this information? How do I right. keep going? Right. Um, you know, and I've just been, you know, really, I've been, it's been interesting to find out more about exactly what these things are and how we can help with them. Okay. You know, um, we say that, for instance, we say that with a child with autism can be very rigid in their schedules. Correct. And and here they're they're also saying it for an executive a child with EF difficulties. EF, I'll refer I'll let you all know EF is what they refer to as they'll abbreviate it as executive function instead of having to write it out fifty billion times. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, chalk it up to one another one of those alphabet soup things. Um, right. But to have those routines that in place that mm-hmm. you do day after day after day and then they become ingrained actually helps a child with EF difficulties. So the, the routines and then that, you know, how one of the things with ABA, I remember, is that if we're getting ready to change things, up, mm-hmm. you give them a few minute warning before ahead of time. Mm hmm. That's something that helps with the difficulties. So it helps with so, the working memory, correct? Mm-hmm. And the ability to be flexible on transition. So, yeah. <laughs> I've been kind of um, a little bit in in shock of, of, of doing this. And, and now I'm like, okay, so it is actually very important for me to make those routine charts, mm-hmm. the visual routine charts. You know, to, to help um, understand, uh, for Curtis to understand what he needs to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been finding in your research? <laughs> really quick. I will, I'll tell you in a sec. I have a question for you, though. Do, okay. do you see it as some of the triggers for some of his um, meltdowns? Now I'm going back so. and looking at it, do you see some of the triggers? Do you... Mm-hmm. I, does he know that it's some of his own triggers? Because I know he's pretty conscious of his own. I don't know that he's ever, we've ever really sat down and been able to work with somebody who is as knowledgeable about the EF difficulties. Mm-hmm. Because I think those EF difficulties then will also, I mean, they'll, they'll play in with those, you know, textbook autistic traits. Mm-hmm. Then we have the EF difficulties in ADHD, and then we throw in all those sensory issues with sensory processing disorder. Oh, wow. And it's, I, I'm, I'm astounded, you know, I'm just, it's one of those things that after knowing all these things and having this opened up, I'm beginning to step back and say, okay, there's a lot. Right. That these guys are dealing with. Yeah. And how some of it's not behavior. It's actually, I don't know 
how to understand this. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Help. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, for us as parents to, to see that and then have to, you know, sit down and take a, just sit down and really try to figure out, okay, like, you know, in ABA, you always say, what is that antecedent to your behavior? What is it? Think about what happened before and see what you can do. And so Mm -hmm. now you've got to look at antecedents that are from executive functioning skills, Mm -hmm. from sensory issues, Mm -hmm. you know, depending, well, depending on what your child knows. Right. So it's, it's, it's kind of getting me to, um, to, to think and try to figure out what exactly is going on. And actually one of the most craziest things, um, they talked about how, you know, a lot of the skills that you have, um, EF skills, um, are, um, they usually come up with, uh, children with ADHD and it talked about how one some parents uh, got the diagnosis and they ran out and got an ADHD coach what's that I was like what's an ADHD coach coach? because that is not common in the state of South Carolina not at all Um, I'd never heard of it never heard of it not even when I got my trainings not what is it? Well, apparently, I guess it's a life coach that has some training with ADHD. So what do they help with? Um, I guess they help with uh, like time management and things like that, which is part of your the planning skills mm-hmm. that sometimes you don't have with executive functioning skills. Right. Um, you know, I was overall, they actually listed... Um, And I know that when you, gosh, when you go into trying to find all the different executive functioning skills, you're going to have overlap, overlap in your lists between all the places. But it seems like um, a good uh, portion of it has to do with planning, Mm -hmm. with time management, Mm -hmm. with um, working memory. Correct. With. Uh, impulsivity. All your frontal lobe. Yeah. <laughs> your frontal Which is your... just, you know, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, Lord, please don't let him want to play football and get ahead and drink because we're in trouble. <laughs> it's like, nope, 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 we're good. We're good. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh... Oh, goodness. So what did your uh, research bring you to find? Um, So I actually did a whole bunch of research um, through scholarly, scholarly, sorry, excuse me, um, Mm -hmm. research through some of the databases that I have access through, through Winthrop and uh, Arizona State University, both schools I attended. And I was curious because sometimes textbooks don't give you enough information or if they do is just like this little one fact from 1994 so you got to remember ida came out in 1975 it mm-hmm. is it's it's not many years it hasn't even been a century yet and how quickly all this information 
has been developing. So when I talk about some of this in, um, research, it does come back from 2002 or 2012. Um, yeah, that's so many years back, but that's technically still relevant because they haven't updated yet. Um, one of the journals that I found actually came from the journal a Child of Psychology and Psychiatry. Um, it's on the Association for Child and Adolescent Mental Health because ADHD and autism used to be diagnosed underneath a psychology side um, before right. it became its own category and things like that. So a lot of your information is not going to come from a behavior science. It's actually going to come from the psychology, like as you're mm -hmm. talking about um, why you go in within the hospitals to be able to get some of that help that Curtis needs. Um, right, exactly. Just the way it comes from that. Um, but this article is from 2004. It's about 16 mm -hmm. years old. And this article actually talked about if executive functioning skills, and I'm going to call it EF, um, mm -hmm. the differences and which one is it more prevalent in with autism, autism with ADHD, or just ADHD. Um, mm -hmm. They took about over 186 um, children, 68 of them with autism, and then the rest of them with um, either ADHD or comorbid. Comorbid means two diagnoses in one. Um, and they were mm -hmm. aging from 6 to 12 years old. Um, okay. So you kind of have to think about this. And they actually did this article to update the one in 1997. Okay. okay. So, this so is further updating information. Correct. That they found. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the conclusion. So they said that the study indicates that children with high functioning autism exhibit more generalized and profound problems with EF tasks than to children with ADHD. Okay. And this mm -hmm. is why um, they were talking about um, autism and ADHD used to fall underneath the category of EF deficit mm -hmm. um, because it ended up being a very, it's what was prevalent or what was shown a lot of times before they were able to condense mm -hmm. and be able to um, have better testing to better right. diagnose. Mm -hmm. um, so, this means that um, with, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my place. I'm sorry. Oh, no um, they're the, saying ADHD is mm -hmm. more your, it affects your frontal lobe. So EF is all in your frontal lobe is what they're talking about. And okay. so the one with ADHD, they're talking about how it affects the impulse and your mm -hmm. self-control. Okay, right. but it does not affect your working memory. Okay. However, those with autism, they were talking about how it affects that planning, your working memory, your um, self-control, and how mm -hmm. it was talking about those things. And what they did was they used multiple tests, but they used the DMS-4. At the uh -huh. time, it was 4, not 5. Right. And okay. they used task of low memory to high memory they use mm -hmm. task as if you're going to draw a circle and you're like okay you're drawing a circle can you do other things as you're trying to draw a circle um doing some of those metacognitive studies and it was so cool how to see that those with 80 and they talked about how those with adhd and autism you have autism affecting this part of the ef and then you have your adhd affecting the other part of your ef so if you have mm -hmm. a child with both you're going to see all those EF skills really, really affected as whereas you may not see 
the working memory or some of those other things effective depending on what your child is diagnosed with. And I thought that mm-hmm. was real. They don't teach you that That's, in school. <laughs> no, but and that actually then helps me though because my child has both ADHD and um, autism and is considered high-functioning autism. And I can see here in the chat um, that uh, uh, Jennifer says things that make you go, hmm, yeah, yeah. High-functioning autism kids have greater struggles with EF. Makes total sense, and that's exactly where my child is. And so it's kind of making me understand that, okay, I need to step back and find some ways to um, address the EF skills and try to figure out how to, um, honestly, I may have to just, you know, do what I can to take care of them a lot myself as the parent, because where are you going to get the therapy that's going to address EF skills? You're not, it's, it's you're not so hard to diagnose and j- there's no certification that those are actually just like you can get certified in just autism. You can get certified mm-hmm. in ADHD, but my, what I found, I may be corrected years down the road or maybe days, but um, <laughs> I have not found just an EF certification. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to diagnose because a lot of times EF is a subcategory or sub skill that is lacking in multiple disabilities, not just with autism. It's an ODD, Mm -hmm. it's an OCD, it's in um, autism, it's in, you know, ID, which is intellectual disabilities, mild, moderate, severe. Mm -hmm. Um, So in its own, it's, as you said, it's hard the field isn't called calling for it yet. The field mm-hmm. is not saying, oh, hey, we have a high case of just EF. Now we need to create the education to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. I think as times and years goes down the road, I think they're going to find better. And, yeah. And this and this may be the place where we are um, now going to be on the forefront because our child has difficulty in these areas and there needs to be something Mm-hmm. to help um, with that. Uh, um, and Jennifer says, yes, and many will tell you that it's just a case of your child's immaturity or asynchronous development. Oh, boy. I've <laughs> been there, done that, and had that thrown in my face a time or two. <laughs> the thing is, I'm not a doctor, but uh-huh. going on a slight tangent, immaturity is... In a lot of ways, an irrelevant. It's an opinion. I, yeah. How do you define immaturity? There's no test to find immaturity. Um, someone mm-hmm. who is six years old. You. <laughs> yeah, it's. You're gonna find. It, it depends on you know. Yeah, grr. And I would. I would venture to say. <laughs> you know, it's like you brought up a great point there, Jennifer. I would I venture did. to say that the. Ma- Maturity is somewhat dependent upon a child's um, environment. It is in some ways, your nurturer and Mm -hmm. your nature. And it is Um, someone who take the there's a story as known as the it's uh, I don't remember her name, but she was locked in a closet for years until she was almost she was found as an adult. And I know everyone knows the story, Um, Mm. but she was like severely disabled mentally because 
she was not exposed to a lot of things. And that just talks right. about nature versus nurture. But the thing is, is if I was never exposed to some of the things that we see within our own culture, doesn't mm-hmm. make me immature or mature. It just makes me say, hey, I'm not exposed. So how do you define immaturity? How do you define without going into current age versus mental age? I just... Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is another another place because, you know, <laughs> I've been told... I, I've been told that my son, because of it, is going to be two years, you know, his current age may be 12, but he is going to be, you know, probably two to three years behind that in his maturity or whatever, you know? And it's like, okay, but, you know, you can find kids that are five years old and seem like they're an adult, right, you know, exactly. and others that are 16 and you're like, boy. Boy, (laughs) (laughs) I have two older sons, and sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, (laughs) You're supposed to be the older one here. (laughs) Yes, Uh, immaturity is uh, is it ambiguous? Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, I think so. And isn't it just an adjective that we throw out there? It is, it really is. There's no scientific proof. There is, yeah, there's no quantitative measure for it. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, that has been peer reviewed consistently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so but I'm then we got it. Yeah. And so we come back to it. It's like, okay, so what are we going to do? You right. know, if, if there's not a therapy out there that's going to help us with this. Right. What do we as parents do? Um, I, I'm not a parent yet. But I do teach um, my middle schools and high schoolers, um, even if they don't have autism, um, they actually struggle with EF, even the neurotypical um, do. But anyone who comes in my classroom, I make them go on errands. Here, go deliver Mm -hmm. this to A point B and then C and give them the multi-step directions. We actually file our own, um, what you call it, or file our own... um, worksheets so mm-hmm. they got confused I'm like why are we putting the f- march first when february is underneath because when you file you always put the most current date first so not right. only they have to go by the month they have to go by the date and now they have to go by the year because you know the school year is 2019 2020 so they're like right exactly hold on so that's working in be- um mm-hmm. we play memory games those mm-hmm. memory games are phenomenal um, they're like, why we play who has games, um, which is a lot mm-hmm. of fun with big crowds. Like you give them a card who has five times five and someone else goes, I have 25 who has six times six, but they're sitting there still, not only you're reading, you're working, mm-hmm. your working memory. Um, I have these kids with agendas. Okay. You're going to mm-hmm. make your schedule today within reason. Um, mm-hmm. peer buddy is another good one. I love peer oh, yeah. buddy. Uh, peer oh. buddy is awesome. <laughs> I, I, we had one of the best peer peer buddies and then she moved. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for a little guy. Um, but yeah, when you can find a child that is excellent, I mean, oh, she was amazing. She was like a little ABA therapist. I was like, you go girl. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, I guess, you know, that's where we're going to have to come through and look at, you know, all of these different EF difficulties and then Correct. then we're going to have to sit out and try to figure out what it is that we can do to help each other mm-hmm. help our children with these problems. Yes. 
within because, a home setting and not just a school setting because home is exactly. more difficult. Because mm-hmm. school is like your job where you have things, mm-hmm. you know, you can translate those those skills that you would have that would be EF skills, your, your agendas, right. your scheduling meetings and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. to straight into the workforce, work area, mm-hmm. unless you have just a crazy job that doesn't like, um, okay, well, I'm going to put it up. Unless you're in, say, the entertainment industry um, and TV where things just are, sporadic. you know. Yeah. It's very sporadic. Very, very sporadic. Um, but even then, when you get on a project, your project is very, you know. Correct. Um, scheduled out. But what do you do about being at home? Cleaning your room. Organization. Yep. Things like that. Chores. And that's, that's why chores come in because they can make their own schedule. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and brag on my mom for a sec. When we we're growing up, she didn't care when our chores got done. You do mm-hmm. your chores and you get it done, which never knew. She was actually teaching us executive functioning skills because now we're planning when we do it. Okay, we have this deadline, but when do right. you do it? When do you implement it? So way to go, mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom did the same thing, but I I have a fear. My sister and I both fear the little tiny um, Tupperware containers that mm-hmm. you would, that you had the little tiny lid and they were only about yay big. Mm-hmm. My sister and I hate them to this day. Why? Because that was the chore, gear, that was the chore thing. My mom would take um, little, uh, she would take uh, note cards and she would write the chore and then cut it up and put it in that little thing. And it was up on top of the fridge and we'd bring it down and we'd have to draw. And of course, you know, we're at the end. Oh, please, no. please don't get mopping, you know, or please don't right. get the bathrooms. My sister and I, but, you know, we did them. We did. My mom really didn't have a schedule. We were just told to do it. And then between my sister and I, we worked out, hey, you get this if I get this time because I got this and this today. So we actually, my sister and I actually learned how to collaborate mm-hmm. um, with one another, which is really cool. But mm, Yeah, that's that's all good. But um, <laughs> my sister and I are not my sister. And I. I don't know. My sister and I are day and night, so maybe that's why it worked out. Well, sometimes. we, my, my sister and I are day and night, word. but it, no, we had to draw because we never would have got it done. <laughs> so Charles is a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Where are some other ones? I'm just trying to think. Even doing projects, gardening. Um, gardening's another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, doing things with your dad, maybe if you're in a um, multi a uh, spouse home and doing word working with your dad or mm-hmm. wife, because it could be either or. Um, well, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But word working, that's one because you have to plan from point A to point B. You're working your math skills. Um, mm-hmm. Board baking games. Is the same way. Baking, board games, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. you can work different memories that way. It's just anything kind of like that. Or, hey, if your kid is old enough and understands a good bit, depending on where they're at and what your dynamics of your house are. You know, another one is like on Monday, hey, I need this and this done by Friday. And don't mention again and see what happens. And mm-hmm. then help them that way because now you're extending that in functioning you so know, like that those, planning, mm-hmm. the longer projects that you have in school mm-hmm. or the longer projects that you have at work kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. So, 
there's I think a lot of people do it and they just don't realize they're doing yeah. it because like with ABA, like we put terms to the behavior terms and mm-hmm. people do it naturally. They right. we're just like, hey, we just put a term to it. That's all we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I'm yeah. one of the things that I look forward to is the next chapter that I'm diving into in here is has to deal know, with. Um, yeah. Um is working memory. And I know my son has um, quite a bit of difficulty with working memory. So it's going to be interesting to read what they say about working memory and how to implement it. Um, And one of the things I do like about this book is it does give you um, pages that you can copy and take to your teachers at school. I can hardly wait till mine. It was supposed to be here yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know, things in the world. (laughs) (laughs) It is <laughs> the best laid, the best laid plans of mice and men. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh goodness. Ew. Well, next week, um, which we will be back next week. Um, I think we'll continue on this and maybe um work to look at some actual, you know, maybe giving some uh step by step things and some uh have some visuals for people to see like what we can what we've come up uh, with of, of things that you can do to help your children with the EF skills um, and uh, look more into some of the differences, not just the planning and organizing, um, Correct. but working memory. And then we'll go on down the list and see what we can find. Um, because I know that we've been very scholarly um, in our approach up to this point, but I think this is a good point where we can get very, um, What's the word that I'm looking for? We're not looking at scholarly. We can actually put the we the, the rubber where the rubber meets the road. Practical. There you go. Thank you to our tech guy who is actually sitting over here and gives me the right word. I was thinking experiences. So okay, yeah, either or. We'll, we'll do it that way. Um, <laughs> sounds good to me. Just be fun and relaxing. I love it. I love yes. how we are just so fun and relaxing, um, just raw and everything, and mm-hmm. makes it more fun. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Well, if you um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to get a hold of us, which, uh, Kelsey, I'll let you give those addresses. It'd be find us on Facebook.com backslash my spectrum life. Instagram.com, my spectrum life, and then twitter.com backslash my spectrum life one. That's the number one. Um, you can also email us at, um, I think it's info at yeah. my spectrum com. com. Yep. VRI.com. Dot com. <laughs> um, com. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And one thing, if you are, if you are listening to us on Facebook or um, on any of the other platforms that we have our podcast do us a big favor head over to youtube and give Mm -hmm. us a like on youtube and um help us build the uh, no subscribe sorry it's a subscribe subscribe and like um to help us build our youtube channel as well um because we want to be able to build um this podcast on multiple platforms to be there for multiple people so well um yeah I, it was fun tonight. It was, it was. We will see y'all next time with some more fun ideas on those (laughs) EF skills. Thanks everybody. Good night.